This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the March 22nd, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters, I just checked out the CDC weekly COVID death tracker. COVID deaths per week for the most recent week fell below 2,000, 1,706. Other than July of 2021 for a few weeks, I don't think it has been below 2,000 per week in three years. Well done. Ukrainian drones have attacked Russian military assets in Crimea. Russian used drones to attack the capital of Ukraine. Putin says if the West supplies Ukraine with ammunition containing depleted uranium, that he would view that as using weapons with a nuclear component. Depleted uranium, I think, is denser and is used to better penetrate armor. My fear is that Putin may use something stupid like depleted uranium to up the ante and use baby nuclear weapons. The U.S. already has access to five Philippine bases, and that will be expanded to four more to counter the perceived growing Chinese military threat. Italy may have a shortage of drinking water due to drought, but also because a new report says their aqueducts leak about 42% of the water carried. I don't think it is unusual for municipal water systems to have a bit of leakage. 42% is a bit much. The U.S. has an aging uh, water delivery system, and those are the kinds of things our government should be addressing after we get the pronoun thing locked down. After recent rains, most of California reservoirs are above average historical levels. This should be fun. Former United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson will testify at a hearing. The purpose of the hearing is to determine if Johnson lied to Parliament about the parties at his residence during the COVID lockdown. In the Trump classified document case, a judge ruled that because of a crime fraud exception that a Trump lawyer has to testify before a grand jury. Previously, the lawyer had claimed client confidentiality. San Francisco is banning the new installation of gas furnaces and water heaters. So far, they have not targeted gas stoves. As our betters consider actions like this, have they thought through the need for an increase in electrical consumption and what energy sources would supply the electricity? The ability of apartment buildings to provide the necessary electric infrastructure. The increased cost to the little people. While I don't live in San Francisco, I do think that crazy starts there, spreads to California as a whole and on to the nation. We should stop crazy early. I linked to a Federalist article by Mark Hemingway titled, For Five Straight Years, the Pulitzer Prizes Have Rewarded Misinformation. I think the title covers it. Moving on. There seems to be some revisionist consideration of the Iraq War that started 20 years ago. I think that is fine. At the time we were considering taking on Iraq, I was undecided. I actually thought about it, and it was a close call in my mind. Now I think most folks would say it should have been an easy call and the decision should have been for us to mind our own business. For those folks, I do have a question. If we pursued that path, what would have happened? Seriously, Saddam was an evil man who had attacked Kuwait back in the 90s and had to have other nefarious ambitions. Further, his country had been close to developing nuclear weapons before the first Persian Gulf War in the early 90s. What would the last 20 years have been like if Saddam were still in power? 
Please don't infer from this that I am saying we should have taken on Iraq. What I am suggesting is we tend to compare the reality of what happened to a rosy view of what would have happened if only fill in the blank. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida responded to a question about Trump's possible New York indictment by saying, quote, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair, end quote. In my view, that was a pretty good summary of the case, but it pissed off Trump, who then talked trash about DeSantis, including calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. During a Pierce Morgan interview, per the linked article, DeSantis was asked, quote, to cite specific differences between him and Trump, end quote. The governor said, quote, well, I think there's a few things. The approach to COVID was different. I would have fired somebody like Fauci. I think he got way too big for his britches, and I think he did a lot of damage, end quote. And, quote, I also think just in terms of my approach to leadership, I get personnel in the government who have the agenda of the people and share our agenda. You bring your own agenda in and you're gone. We're just not going to have that. So the way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board. And I think that's something that's very important. End quote. The final quote I will use, quote, I don't know how to spell the sanctimonious one. I don't really know what it means, but I kind of like it. It's long. It's got a lot of vowels. We'll go with that. That's fine. I mean, you can call me whatever you want, just as long as you also call me a winner, because that's what we've been able to do in Florida, is put a lot of points on the board and really take this state to the next level. End quote. Wow. Pretty good response. Didn't go out of his way to pick a fight with Trump, but did not dodge the question either and worked in some good campaign kind of stuff. Lastly, he did not sound doddering like the current president. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.